Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, uh, today in history in 1513, Spanish explorer Vasco Nunez de Balboa discovers the Pacific Ocean. Welcome to What the Fuck History, a podcast where we discuss the weirdest and wackiest incidents that make us say, well, what the fuck history? I'm your couch-ridden Tomb Raider, Zachary. Hi, I'm Megan. Uh, I majored in this, but that doesn't mean I know any of the stories that are about to be told tonight. And I'm Matt. My pop filter is an Argyle sock because I'm fancy as fuck. I love that it's an Argyle sock. That's really cute. (laughs) Um, Do you want to know what else I love? What? Tell me all about it. Booty. I Wait, mean, the pirate, this, or like this is already in a really good place. Like the rumpus tumpus. Oh, okay. And do We're you talking know who about else stuff? loves booty. Strippers. Yes. No people but who attend also, strip clubs. Also, this dude named Dave, who apparently is Sherlock's long lost second, third, long line down cousin. Because Mr. Actually, I'm sorry, Dr. David Dr. Holmes. Dr. Dave Sherlock? Dr. David Holmes. Holmes, right. In the early 2000s, dared to go where no man dared before. Up he quested poop-toot. for what we all desire deep down. The, the butt. perfect ass. The oh my god, I was right. Ass. You are. But not only the perfect ass, but a perfect ass backed by no pun intended, science. The perfect, like a genetically engineered ass. ass. Not a genetically engineered ass. A mathematically perfect bootay. Okay, I'm going to need you to dive deeper into this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I feel like it's a very dangerous take, sentence. You know what? Take that sentence as you will. I said it, and I'm standing behind it. This is just going to be a whole story filled with butt jokes. Oh, it's Spread it open well. and dive on in. No. We're going no, down to the no. booty. Not oh. comfortable with where that went. <laughs> Me neither, but it did go there. Um, So anyway, Dr. David Holmes, uh, a psychology lecturer at Manchester Metropolitan University in England. So more and more Holmesian Sherlock connections. I really think it's his descendant. Um, But anyway, he and some fellow, we're going to call them inquisitive minds. Before before we go any further. Yes. I do need to ask this question. You are aware that Sherlock Holmes was not a real person and is a fictitious character, right? I am well aware that the resident of 221B Baker Street was a fictitious person and not actually real. Okay, as I I just I wanted to make sure before we like move forward and you keep drawing these comparisons between 
David Holmes and Sherlock Holmes. You know, I just it as a huge fan of the works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, I, I want to believe that he is a, a long lost real person. That this Mister, actually, again, I apologize, Doctor David Holmes has yeah, descended seems, from. I he worked hard he, for that. Yeah, like he worked hard for that doctorate. He also was bequeathed with the beautiful, you know, last name that can compare, had these parallels. That's true. Okay, tell me about the butt. <laughs> so, Dr. David Holmes and fellow colleagues came up with a mathematical equation, which is S plus C times B plus F divided by T minus V gives you your boote rating. I'm having, like, PTSD flashbacks to being in algebra and not knowing what the fuck is going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this is definitely bringing me back to... uh to college psychology studies and research papers yeah what i will say is is unlike the horrible horrible times in you know pre-algebra algebra and not knowing what the fuck's going on there is actually a meaning between behind the s the c the b the f and the v and the t i'm sorry i missed one so s is for shape c okay is for circularity B is for bounciness. F <laughs> is for yeah. F is for firmness, which for me kind of feels a little juxtaposing. But anyway, we'll continue. We'll let okay, we'll hear go the on. good doctor out. T is for texture. Okay. And V is for your hip to waist ratio. And okay. M is for mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> So, overall shape, they say that the a, a ripe peach being the ideal shape. Okay, okay. yeah. The rounder the better like is for circularity. With so far, David Holmes. Rounder the better for circularity. Understandable. Yep. Bounciness, the less wobble is preferred. So, apparently, less... they don't like the... Yeah, so, they don't, yeah. they don't like the bounce. Well, so... It needs to bounce, but it can't be like wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby. <laughs> so it needs to just be like. A what good... you're saying is that this this research study would have gone nowhere in 2020. Yeah, exactly. Um, F is for firmness. Too much push in that cushion loses points. Okay. Um, and T is for texture. So again, the, the they want smoother the better. Apparently. Um, so does that mean they're not they're are they not into like i'm trying to wrap my mind around the texture part are they like we don't so want no the cellulite, cellulite? oh okay so the less yeah. cellulite the better which honest i don't know dude that's that's asking a lot of the butt it, it is that, you're making that butt work hard absolutely yeah so v is actually the easiest one because v is just your your hip to weight waist ratio yeah, I feel like that's um, the most quantifiable. I, I have a question for both of you, which is a kind of a personal question. Yeah, go on. That is the most quantifiable. Um, I have a personal question. Sure. On a scale yeah. of 1 to 10, how would you rate my ass? Uh, Zach, it's been a while since I've seen your ass. Yeah, it's been a it's been a quite some time, and I know that you've been hitting the gym since then. 
So, I feel like we've just opened up a floodgate to Zach sending us pictures of his ass. Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to <laughs> withhold my answer until you show me your updated ass pics. Honestly, okay. dude, the last time that I saw your ass was probably when like this is gonna be weird when you were in high school, and so like I feel uncomfortable. Putting, I mean, because the last time I saw you in person, you were wearing pretty baggy jeans, and so yeah. like I can't, I can't really make like a. But for me to go on record here and be like, the last time I saw your ass was when you were in high school, just makes me feel uncomfortable as an almost thirty man. So. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, what I will say is the last time you all should have seen my ass is when I texted a picture to our group chat of me after too much sun saying I am the Coppertone baby. Oh See, but yeah. that wasn't really like that wasn't really ass. That was just like you That was just a little crack for sure. Okay. Yeah, that was... Based on that picture, uh and how perfect perfect it was uh to compare to the Coppertone baby picture, so I would give it an eight. It twice. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give I it mean, an eight. Okay, so like I guess if we're going based on that picture which again, you don't really see booty. Yeah. You just see like Zach's impression of the copper tone baby. Um, it's tasteful. It's yeah, not about I mean, them like, clapping cheeks. It's tasteful. The clap of my ass. Um, I yeah, I I think I'd give it like a seven okay. or an eight. So apparently, the uh, ba- balance is the key, and achieving a perfect score of approximately eighty. Eighty is the best score you could get. And the way you score on this is you rate from 1 to 20, 1 being the worst, 20 being the best in each category, and then doing the math. Guess who did the math? Was it Dr. Dr. David Holmes? Holmes. Well, Dr. David Holmes, but also your boy. Oh, you Uh, did the math too. I score a 91.48, which means I have a little bit too much extra junk in the trunk. It's not perfect as far as shape goes and all that other stuff. Because again, approximately 80 is the perfection. But where can we take this test? You know, it's pretty fucking, you know, pretty close to 80. Actually, you can take the test right at home. It's very easy. So you have to, it's, but the problem with this is it's very, it's subjective. Because you're rating from a scale of 1 to 20. And there was another very important person who weighed in on this argument. Who? And that the was Lord Sir Mix-a-Lot. Christ? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he... Better than the Lord Christ. Sir Mix-a-Lot, my personal Lord and Savior. Yeah. And the Baby Got Back rapper, quote, said, they got to be juicy round with a little jiggle to it. The bubbliness does matter. You know it when you see it, we could debate this shit all day. Okay, so which we is have, very true. We have two separate schools of thought on this, and that's Dr. David Holmes, who thinks that too much bounce is a bad thing, and then we have the Sir Makes a Lot school of thought, where you know bounce is a necessity. Yeah, but then- I guess the question that I want to ask is, <laughs> which school of thought? Do you subscribe to more? Um, I'm just gonna say 
sister can't resist her red beans and rice didn't miss her. Which so, uh, I'm afraid uh, that would, I've would mean the Sir Mix a lot school of thought. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I think I'm if if I understand these two but philosophies correctly, where uh Sir Doctor Lawyer Holmes believes in, you know, a, a firmer bootay and Sir Mixalot likes a little bit more bounce. I'm gonna say I'm also heading towards Sir Mixalot because I like those pictures of the anime girls where like they have the skinny waists and then like them big old thighs. And those are the ones where they're like, I want that girl to sit on my face. Like that's just a very pleasing like hourglass yeah, figure. you know what they say, which is thick thighs save lives. So yeah, I think that and thigh highs are my demise. Oh, I didn't hear that one, but it, it's it's true. It's true. Yeah, that one's new to me. Um, but yeah, I think that. What about you, Matt? What do you think? Are you in the Sir Mix a lot? Are you with the the Doctor Holmes? I'm. I think I'm gonna have to be on the side of Doctor Holmes. Oh, it's not. It's not that I don't like a good ass. It's that I don't like too much. You know, growing up, my father always told me too much of a good thing is, you know, eventually bad. Okay. I think too much of a good ass. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm talking about natural right i'm not a fan of the really plastic look no Uh, no but i do think there gets to be a point where like there is too much i think what we've really revealed here is that matt is more of a breast than a thighs man (laughs) no i think what we've revealed here is that matt takes a look at it and goes i don't have enough hands (laughs) I mean, I, yeah. that's fair. You know, to you're you're not wrong in that too too much of a good thing becomes you know not a great thing. I think walking the middle path is probably yeah, where but, I'm like, more here's, at. Okay, but but here's the thing: like, if you're playing a game of happy grab ass, yeah, you're not on. you're not trying to grab like a small portion of cheese. No, you're trying to cup that whole thing. And that requires regulation. Yeah, and, and I think I, I, I think you're focusing on the firmness when really we're talking about the bounciness. Because the firmness is okay, like... Okay, so like I like a, a good bounce. Yeah. But like... Mm, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm kind of... I think I'm, I'm sort of walking a fine line between... I'm walking... I'm walking a fine line between these two ideologies of ass. And finding myself terrified by by all the thoughts. Yeah, like, my thing is, like, should it have a little bounce? Yes. But when I give it a smack, should it be a Newton's cradle and a perpetual motion machine? Absolutely not. Like, I can't be like, boom, bum, 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 forever. Like Homer Simpson's belly in that one episode of The Simpsons? Exactly. Like, it's eventually got to stop, right? Right? So, I... I have a question about uh, Sir David. Um, What was his actual doctorate in? Psychology. 
Oh, God. Okay. So apparently there was some kind of uh, Freudian bullshit where he was like, it's that's, we must know more. (laughs) I mean, it's been done. uh, I won't get into it too much, but there was another, there was another psychologist who, uh, you know, studied sex. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Surprise, surprise. Used that as an avenue so that he could fuck his patients. Oh, okay. Of course. It's all for science, you know? Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out the balls on this guy to go in and be like, so... Yes, I'd like to pursue a doctorate in ass, please. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, yeah, I'm sorry, we can't accept you. Okay, psychology then? And they're like, that seems like we have a school for it. Oh, really sorry. I would like to pursue my doctorate in ass. <laughs> so, like, I'm just imagining, again, these are English people, so it's like, I'm imagining some, like, super stuffy dean being like, yes, what are you oh, asking for? God. And he's like, well, sir, I'd like to pursue a study in booty. By Jove, you really mean it? We're going to sit there and study the fine clapping of cheeks? Oh, great show! It was a million dollars. Like, yeah, and then they clapped that I got my degree. Yeah, in astrophysics. (laughs) (laughs) This was data data of astronomical proportions. Yes. Oh God, with the puns. Sorry, Steve's not here. We shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but I mean, it's. I don't know what else to say, but can, like, it took me 30 seconds to figure out how sweet my butt was. And I think everyone should do it because it's either going to be think a it's... really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah, I think okay. it's definitely like a confidence boost. It kind of, if if you take the time to sort okay, of sit here's, down here's and measure that. your own butt, you're like, the, hey, maybe it actually looks great. Is, what if it's awful? Yeah. What if you go out of your way and you're like, hmm, I think I've got a pretty great butt. And then you like take a picture, you run it through this whole Dr. Holmes spectrum of whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, God, (laughs) I don't have an ass at all. Okay, well, I was trying to make it into, uh, you know, when you sit down and do a pros and cons of your life thing, and some people are like, well, you know, maybe I I don't have it as bad as I first thought if I take into account all the good things going on. I thought it was more like that, but you've really, you flipped the tables now. Yeah, but Megan, you also have to like, you have to take into account the people that sit down and they're like, these are the pros and cons of my life. And they sit down and they're like, oh. I took that butt test once, and I, I don't that. have one of those. That butt test ruined my life. But yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> we, we as a people have a me. terrible thing with self-esteem, but at the same time, like, again, I took this test, and I was over the recommended daily dose, and I was very okay with that. Over the <laughs> I was over my allotted amount of ass. Yeah, like that's, okay. that's the thing. Like whoever, whoever, just, whoever I get with can only get like ninety percent like of that ass. After that, that it's too much ass. Mind, like a doctor's a doctor's office visit where someone's like, "Yes, and how much ass are you eating?" Someone's <laughs> like, "Oh, you know, um, this much," and they're like, "Oh, that's." much too high we suggest eating you know sticking to the daily recommended 
portion of ass that you've been allotted. I go to the doctor and they write me a script for ass and I can't read it. So I end up taking too much and I'm like, oh no. So I I ate too much ass. I have another question about um, our good doctor. Uh, Did he do this on whatever institution he was part of dime? I see that part. I can't find out. It really just like any record of this that I can show. It wasn't like an official case study or anything like that. So really what it comes down to is it was just a bunch of dudes dicking around. Zach, are you telling me that this research was never published? Never fully published. As far as I can tell. The absolute fuck is wrong with our society. What year was this? From what I can get early 2000s. What the absolute fuck is wrong with early 2000s society? I mean, that's a loaded question. I think this really could have like solved some of the biggest problems facing uh, our world in the the twentieth century this and the twenty first century. Pussy pop problem. Yeah. I, so I will. I, I agree. I think that the world would be a better place if we knew how to measure butts correctly. Um, yeah. And I think so. And yeah. I think like w- with that, uh, Matt, do you do you have a story this week? No, skip me. Skip you, what? Skip. Skip. Do you want to skip? No. I mean, I can go on to mine if you want. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I think it's should... definitely. Megan, this is me playing the Uno reverse card. Oh wow! Okay, so you threw down a reverse. Mine is definitely not as jovial, guys. Oh well, fuck. Okay, so well, okay, so then we're gonna have like Zach's gonna start with this jovial ass question. You're gonna have like a really depressing topic, and then I'm gonna have a depressing topic. That has some fun undertones. Oh, okay. I mean, so as long as we'll fun see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, as long as we're we're making our way back, undertones. I guess. Yeah, it is. like as long as there's a semi-happy ending. Oh, <laughs> Zach, I'll say <laughs> this: not that friends. kind of massage parlor. Well, I, I know it's not that kind of massage. It's not that kind of podcast. I know it was a bad turn of phrase. I don't know, or was it a good one? The world may never know. <laughs> how many looks? Oh, I gotta pull uh, so, have you guys heard of the Dancing Plague? I seem to recall uh, reading a, like, a post about it somewhere. Yeah, it kind of, it makes its way around. Me. Yeah? Uh, I would say that it's, uh, it's a little vague. Okay, so... Um... They the dancing the Macarena. Plague. Yeah, they it was definitely about the Macarena uh and it it swept the nation and people just couldn't stop it tore families apart and that's my story. It was almost like crack cocaine. <laughs> Much Fuck, like if crack. Your story is only that long, I guess we can go into No, let me finish, please. No, yes. <laughs> I'm no, so excited sure. about this one. Okay, so I can tell. I can hear the smile in your voice. Oh yeah, I'm definitely smiling. Well, I was so excited. I just read a book where this was a whole chapter. So the dancing plague of 1518, arguably the most fun sounding plague I've come across. Uh, but essentially it boiled down to a case of dancing mania that happened in a place called Strasbourg in what's now France. And it affected anywhere between 50 to 400 people, depending on what sources you read. Uh, the outbreak began in July when a woman named Frau Trophia took to the street and she just started dancing. 
and let me make it clear that everything and everyone at the time said that she was dancing and not jerking herself around wildly. Um, and this is important because there's a lot of controversy about what exactly caused the dancing plague. Um, and a lot of them are like, well, if she was jerking around wildly, it could be this. But no, like she was performing dances that would be seen at like weddings or birthdays, things like that. Um, so after she took to the streets, she caused a bit of stir uh, in the general population and other people actually started joining her. Uh, the people in the town thought that eventually it would die down, but it soon started attracting the attention of, you know, the local church, government, and eventually doctors. And this was because people were literally dancing until their bones were showing out of their feet. They were dehydrated. They were suffering strokes. And eventually they died. Um, it wasn't actually confined to this one town either. Because the surrounding towns were also noting that people started dancing as well. And the reasons, like I said, are pretty up in the air as to why they started. Uh, they range from food poisoning like ergo, uh, ergot, or ergo, I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. But that's actually the um, mold on rye that people are thinking caused the hysteria around the Salem witch trials. Uh, but it doesn't exactly explain why people were dancing for days at a time. But yeah, okay, um, so and I then the yeah, go ahead. I don't know whether to make an ABBA joke or make a claptrap joke, and both of them are super, <laughs> super low hanging fruit. But no I don't know. What, I think you should make both. I again, like the dance. Just let me just blast Dancing Queen as I hold the boombox over my head and travel back in time to this one moment to laugh my ass off and then probably die of that laughing a uh, dancing plague. And, uh, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I guess the only thing for a claptrap is just be like, "I'm dancing, I'm dancing." Like, yeah, duh. Who is like? That's, this is like a a completely weird story. I'll say that. Yeah, it was definitely really strange. Um, no one, no one knew why. But like, I think my the theory that I ascribe to is mass hysteria, uh, because that's caused by things being so terrible. Because this happened in 1518, and the year before 1517 was actually just called the bad year, like. There was famine oh. and like 50 billion other plagues and there was nothing other people could do about it to stop it. So they were just like, I don't know, I'm stressed, so I'll just keep on dancing. <laughs> so what you're saying is 2021, we thought we'd get a reprieve, but Dancing Plague <laughs> V2 about to happen. Yeah, like once Corona goes away, like it goes into well, submission or remission like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The vaccine is going to give us Dancing Plague. Yeah, dude, like Dancing Plague is next. Uh, I'm, Shit. I mean, yeah, I'm fuck. really bad at dancing, so I think I'm just going to have to be drunk for all of 2021 to make any of my mm-hmm. moves worth it. So you mean you haven't been drunk for all of 2020? Like people were just, they were dancing until their bones were showing. Yeah, they just couldn't stop. And then they just died. Yeah. Oh, shit. I I ran out of dance moves. Guess I'll die. (laughs) It's like that meme, right? With that guy just shrugging. Like, I don't know. Guess I'll die. Guess I'll die. See, like, for me, I, I... 
the worst part about this is in my deranged mind, I'm picturing this happening and like out of the corner, everyone just stops and looks over and it's like a quick cut to Simon Cowell being like, oh, it's bloody awful. And then like, (laughs) he's Caesar and thumbs downs people and they're put to execution. And that was the real dancing plague. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like Strasbourg's got talent. None of them had talent. <laughs> None of the them. craziest thing about this is I've definitely used this in a D and D campaign where, like, you just hear music and you dance forever until you die of exhaustion. So, like, I picture this being like a real world application of a D and D mechanic where you can kind of just like stumble into a never ending dance and then die from it. Yeah, it's it's very uh, uh you know what is it the, the lotus eaters feel. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, you know the you know that story like the little red shoes, where yeah. the people put them on and they can't stop dancing. It. Yeah. The uh, this actually inspired that story. I can believe it. Yeah, you know. Oh. So, um, do you want to know how they tried to cure this? Absolutely. <laughs> So they thought that since people couldn't stop dancing, that they had essentially been cursed by St. Vitus, which was the, uh, and wait for it, the patron saint of actors, dancers, epileptics, and protected people from lightning strikes, overeating, and oversleeping. I love how many, like, Stupid long de plumes has, he's got at the end. Like it's like he has a lot of yeah, dancing and acting. That's pretty cool. Influence. But I mean, do you want epileptics? Not getting yeah, struck by lightning. <laughs> what about getting struck well, by lightning? Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I like how the end sort of tapers off. It like just keeps getting more wild. Like actors and dancers. Okay, those are sort of in the same you know, line of same vein, right? But then it's like, and lightning strikes, they're like, all right, Vitus, overeating, okay. Oversleeping, okay. Now you're just taking everything. Yeah, like, you couldn't have dreams, so you took the waking up and getting, going to bed part. Uh, I mean, I guess. He's going to be, <laughs> also, but like, he's the saint of all trivial things. Yeah, the, <laughs> the part about that that also bothers me is the fact that this dude is supposed to be the the patron saint of of basically partying. He does. Yeah, he's the party god. He's the party god, but also he's the party god that says, "All right, everyone, party's over. It's nine thirty. We got to get to bed. We got to make sure we're well rested in the morning. Early to bed, early rise. Make someone healthy, wealthy, and wise." (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That's he's a he's a lame Dionysus. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of sucks, but also he's. The protecting people from lightning strikes is pretty baller, right? Yeah. Okay, but that's like that's up there with the saint of stubbing your toe on the couch while you're walking in the dark. Like Listen, I don't uh, that's murder. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, I just like what I don't get is anything about his realms yeah, of influence. So his, I'm just imagining where it's like you go up to whatever deities or whatever and they're like can I get Dionysus? And they're like, you have Dionysus at home, and it's this motherfucker? <laughs> you have Dionysus at home. We have yeah. Dionysus at home. Well, it's like early Christians, they're like, damn, dude, we really like Dionysus. Uh, we need we need a new party god, but like for Christians, and they're like, uh, Saint Jesus Vitus? Christ. 
Yeah, they were like, no, oh. Jesus is already the savior. We need a separate, we need a separate one. We need like a different guy. Hey, uh, your cousin that we were partying with three weeks ago, that guy, uh, you know, he was rambling on about a way to protect yourself from lightning blasts. Do you think we could uh, sanctify him in some way, like make him a saint? Oh yeah, sure. like oh for, yeah, like, dude. Sure. He just like died of some weird cause at the ripe age of twenty five. Yo, he's he's ripe, ripe saint material. Saint material. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need to know though because I'm pretty sure that one of the one of the things that is required of a person to make them a saint is that they must have performed a miracle. So I think he died, right? Because his story well, is sort I mean, of uh, up in the air. I'm assuming he died. This was several thousands of years ago. <laughs> yeah, obviously he died. No, he's still alive. That's the miracle. He's been here the whole time. I've to St. Fittis this whole time. St. Fittis is still alive and, well, he lives in Ibiza. Um, so from what I could see, he died and then he showed up in sort of all of his glory to like some person that had known him when he was alive. And they were like, didn't you die? And he was like, yeah, but I'm a saint now. And they were like, damn, dude, that's a miracle. <laughs> hey, bro, you remember your cousin that we were just talking about? Yeah, what up? Uh, he appeared to me in like a dream. I guess he died of like aids whatever that is but um that let's is. make him a fucking saint now cool so, cool cool let me get I this right not dream. only is he dime store dionysus but he's also a dime store saint like he's walmart brand yeah. all the way he didn't perform an actual miracle i don't know but i love yeah. him so much because so like so he from what i read like I was like, why is he the patron saint of dancing? And because it doesn't show that like he ever danced in his life. And that part is still, I don't understand it. But I guess at his feast days, people would dance in front of his statues. So they were like, oh, we'll bring the weird dancing people to his shrine because they've clearly made the dancy saint <laughs> angry. And if we say, <laughs> if we say mass over them, they'll be cured. And it worked for some of them for some reason. And if it didn't, uh, what the priests would do is open up these people's mouths and yell prayer <laughs> down their throat. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so here's how I'm imagining, because again, my whole brain is deranged. And this is yeah, how I'm, I'm imagining it. Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, the the Dark Lord himself <laughs> is sitting down in hell, and for some reason, somehow, some miracle gets Men Without Hats dis discography like a thousand or so, a couple thousand years before it's supposed to be released. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> They're like, oh, he, he gets the pre-pre-release and dude's just like, this song fucking slaps. And Satan's just sitting there listening to, so, you can dance if you want to, you can leave your friends behind on repeat for days and apparently it fucks up something in the mortal world and priests are like, yeah, let's just shout into people's mouths. That's a cool idea. So I, w- I will say that I did some research okay. while we've been speaking. Okay, good. Uh, because being raised in the Christian faith as I was, I do, I am curious about what made this man miraculous um, or what miracles he performed. It says yeah. that uh, according to legend, he was thrown into a cauldron of boiling tar and molten lead, but escaped unscathed. And that was the miracle that he performed uh, to so let, let me get this right as a dude almost gets boiled alive and they're like sure. patron saint of not getting struck by lightning yeah they're oh, like yeah brother he loved to dance i sense this about him <laughs> the dance is strong in this wow one. you can really dance wow you, you can, can really dance. dance yeah that's his he actually sings that because he's still alive <laughs> that's his song i like how uh i like how this evolved from the dancing plague into but who is saint vitus well i think i think it's important to take into account that like they were you said they were blaming this man so essentially what happened is they were like you've made him angry you've been Uh, cursed by him because that's how saints work you didn't party hard enough and now you're partying forever yeah, and he was like, and now you will never stop dancing. So then you just had to go, you know, visit him at his house and say, sorry, uh, won't happen again, whatever we did. And he was like, cool. Is this St. Vitus or is this Don Corleone? And he was like, never once you come to my house for a cup of coffee. <laughs> but maybe, maybe they're one and the same. On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. You want me to strike you with lightning? You want me to strike you with lightning right now? Because I will. Imagine having a conversation with the guy. Like, okay, so, like, picture this. Vitus is drunk as fuck in a bar one night. And, like, a guy comes up to him and they get into it, right? And they're fighting and whatever. And Vitus is like, I hope you get struck by lightning. And then by some fucking weird coincidence, that guy steps out and gets struck by lightning and then Vitus just like looks at everyone in the bar and he's like yo I can protect you from this shit. Yeah like St. Vitus just like gets into a bar fight someone gets struck by lightning and he looks around and he's like you want some more? I can do more I, can. I like 
So I, I enjoy how he's become a combination of Dionysus and <laughs> Zeus. Yeah, he's both at <laughs> he, once. He's he's one and the same. I just like this evolution of this man who uh, maybe or maybe not cured the dancing plague. So has there Thanks. been? I mean, he very definitely did not did not yeah, definitely cure did it. not cure that. It's cured, dude. Um, have there been instances well, I mean, of like... the dancing plague happening in other places? other than this or other times yeah so between the 14th and the uh, 17th century there were a bunch of incidences of uh the dancing plague in other areas and also all up and down the rhine river um at the same time as it was happening in Stroudsburg, the dancing plague did hit and people are like uh they don't share a climate so it can't be ergot poisoning uh, so that's why I'm thinking it was mass hysteria by b- being miserable. So you know what my theory is? <laughs> what is um, your theory? And this is... that, that they took a lot of early modern period LSD? Sure, no, uh, I currently am, uh, and I, I can send this to you after. Um, I'm trying to skip the ad on YouTube, but uh, I, I currently have pulled up uh, Cardi B and Megan Three Stallions WAP. No, no, no. But the medieval no, version. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. That's, no, and that's what no, happened. This no, that shit dropped. No, and it was no, too fire. No, and they couldn't stop dancing. No, it was too fire. No. No, why are you saying no? Let, Let it happen. happen. Come on. No. No, let this let this happen. I think Zach's onto something. He needs to write, <laughs> write a, book. a book about the medieval wop. He's <laughs> he's the scholar of our time, yeah. and it's Megan oh, the Stallion, by the way. I, I, there's two E's, so yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna say it, say it. Megan, right. yeah, that's not, not the but not yeah, the Megan guys, of this podcast, uh... but Megan the Stallion. I do apologize wholeheartedly about mispronouncing yeah, your name. Definitely, it is yeah, not me. Off chance that she listens. You know, to you, this never podcast, know. you never know. But... <laughs> um, you never know. You don't know what she's into. I uh, I just think that that story was wild from beginning to end. It, it was a roller coaster that yeah, didn't. Stop. I thought you guys would really. Yeah, I thought you guys would really enjoy St. Vitus. And... I think I think it was really fun that we ignored the topic entirely <laughs> and delved deep into whoever the fuck this saint was. Well, honestly, I think he was the real star of the show. He was the star of the show. Yeah, um, what, what do you have this week? Y'all, y'all ever heard of uh, the Great Molasses Flood? Yes. I mean, oh my are, god, yes. Uh, did we grow up near Boston? So the answer to my question is yes. You don't need to be so condescending. Thank you very much. But we do no. I so, so you've you've heard of the Great Molasses Flood? I've heard of it, but I actually don't know the details of it. So the Great Molasses Flood, which occurred on uh, January fifteenth of nineteen nineteen in the North End neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts. So this was a um, this was a large storage tank that was filled with a, around uh, 2.3 million gallons of uh, molasses, which burst and sent a wave of molasses through the streets of uh, the North End. Oh my God! 
Uh, it's estimated that the wave was going 35 miles per hour. What? And when it when it finished, it had killed 21 people and injured 150 others. So we don't think of 35 miles an hour as a very fast pace. Mostly, no. I mean, like in the in the age of um, in the age of cars and everything. Like yeah, that, and again, this modern cars, you wouldn't think thirty five is like a really high number, but it's definitely faster than my fat so ass. So the thing is, <laughs> yeah. I I have a scooter, right? And yeah, yeah when yeah. I can get that thing that up, topped out at what, like twenty five? No, so it can go to forty miles an hour so like when i'm going 35 to 40 miles an hour i really appreciate how actually fast that is because the first time i got it up to that speed i was on it being like wow oof holy shit i i've uh i've I've attained real speed i've attained real speed and also if i hit the pavement i'm not going to be the same person yeah (laughs) Yeah, my face will not be it the same. It will not be kind to my face. But thankfully, my booty, according to Dr. Holmes, is perfect. <laughs> anyway, so... so Matt, this you'll was, just yeah. bounce off the pavement. Yeah, so, I'll say this. Um, the average the average speed of, like, a, a human person running, and that, like, means a person in good shape, I'd assume. Because, like I said, ain't no way my fat ass is getting up to these kinds of speeds. Um, like a healthy human can go 28 miles per hour, apparently, according to Google. Um, excuse me? Um, I'm pretty sure that Usain Bolt can go like 36 miles per hour. Wait, what? Because he's the fastest man alive. Wait, average? Yeah, let me, let me fact. So, wait, wait, also, you said this was 1919, right? Yeah, it happened in the, 1919. Okay, the most popular car in 1920, we're going to give this a, a, a little bit of a breath, was the Ford Model T, which had 20 horsepower and claimed, this was not proven, but claimed to have a top speed of 28 miles an hour. So not even the best car could outrun this goddamn glasses flood. Dude, 28 miles an hour? I feel like that's not even the truth now that I'm looking at it because I just looked up Usain Bolt's top speed and they said the fastest he ever went was 27.8 miles. Yeah, how is that? This is, oh, they say 28 is maximum running. Oh, maximum running. Okay, so again, here's the thing. That's not happening for me, sis. Like, let's uh, let's not go into that. So anyways, yeah, the fastest car at the time wouldn't have been able to outrun this shit. Um, why were they just holding so, so much molasses? Yeah, the av- average jogging speed for men is six point four miles per hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So see, that Google makes sense to me, me, and I'll never forgive it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, th- um, that's a jog. I mean, it's a light jog, but it's a fucking jog. So the uh, the flood was caused um, molasses. In case you didn't know. Uh, can be fermented to produce ethanol, which is obviously an active ingredient in, you know, the production of alcohol and things like that. Um, So I guess they were just storing this molasses in like a water tower-esque facility uh, for the purposes of shipping it later to distill it. And on the morning uh, when this happened they had just refilled or had just like topped off this 
um, this container with warm molasses that had been like warmed for the purposes of moving it so that it wasn't sloshing so horribly. Um, And then they think that because such hot material was pumped into something so cold, being the, um, the cold molasses storage that was already there, they think that it just, uh, it just burst everything open with expansion. So, which, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But also, what you're telling me is not only did these people get covered by hot by by molasses in general and just drown in what essentially is sugary tar, but mm-hmm. they did it in boiling sugary tar. Oh yeah. For so sure. what did it... there's actually? Uh... Oh, oh, I was going to say, what did the no, cleanup it... look like? Oh, it didn't. That's the best part. In our line with molasses today. <laughs> this day. That's the that's the best part. So they used salt water from like fireboats. You know how back in the day they used to have like boats on the bay that could just like shoot yeah. fire. Well, not from. Okay, so they used they used um salt water from fireboats. They used sand to absorb it. Um, apparently, like the the harbor was like sticky brown for the remainder of like the year. (laughs) And then uh, I guess, I guess the cleanup, the cleanup went far beyond the North end because obviously people that were there eventually went home and they tracked the molasses home with them. They tracked it onto the subways. Uh They tracked it to, like, every godforsaken inch of Boston. And so, like, it it took them so long. So what you're telling me... To fucking get rid of... If I head down to Park Street tomorrow and lick a wall, it might taste like molasses. Uh, You know what it's going to taste like? COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But you don't know until you try. I'm yeah, gonna have to that, lick. I'm gonna have to lick all of Boston just to figure it out. That sounds <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I'm gonna lick all of Boston or die trying and so like, for this molasses. You know when you get on the tea and you come off of it and you feel grimy. That's what your yeah, tongue is molasses. gonna feel like. No, that's just molasses. Oh, okay. That's I forgot that's what molasses actually felt like. So the craziest thing about this to me wasn't the fact that the um that the wave was going 35 miles per hour. It's the fact that the wave, and yes, there was a wave, was 25 feet. Dude, high. that's this was a tsunami. Yeah, it wasn't a that wave, it was, was a tsunami. Yeah. No fucking kidding. I wanna I wanna read an excerpt from uh there's a gentleman named uh Stephen Puleo who was there on the day um and wrote or no let's see what this is. Uh this is a guy who uh is quoting the Boston Post saying molasses waist deep covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. Here and there struggled a form, whether it was animal or human being was impossible to tell. Horses died like so many flies on sticky paper. 
The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Oh my okay. god. That's horrible. That is the most horrific description of any event I've ever Honestly, heard. Honestly, it's the horses being stuck like flies in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a rebuttal to that, though. What is your rebuttal? I think you just wanted to, like, my, put the word but in here one more that time. That is true. I But I could just say but. Anyway, but. That's fair. But. Surfing but. was invented in 1767. They had 152 years of practice. I think. Okay, so <laughs> I, I also I also want to right say there. I also want to say that like not a lot of people are ready for surfing a sticky wave. You're right. If this was one. California, it would have been different. But we don't surf a lot here in Boston. So wait, what month did this took place <laughs> in the winter? Right. Yeah, Can January. you imagine crusty 1919-era Bostonians carrying around a surfboard? None of them had even heard of surfing, okay? <laughs> None of them had heard of fun. <laughs> they were too busy being like, when's our next shift at the factory? The average work week is 90 to 100 hours. So what's crazy about this, too, is that this article also goes on to say that there was a little boy who was walking home with um with his sisters and uh he got picked up by the wave and was tumbling on the top of it oh my god oh my god and then uh he was like grounded and this article even says rolled like a pebble as the wave diminished <laughs> just covered so this kid imagine being this kid just like Fucking, you see this wave coming at you, right? And you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm going <laughs> to die. And then instead of dying, the wave just pulls you up to its zenith. And you are at the top of this wave until it crashes. Could you imagine having like a superhero moment in that time where like this kid just grinds to a halt? And if he managed a superhero landing, he could just look out at whoever's watching and be like, I am the molasses king. <laughs> I, I survived the great... He gets like a t-shirt saying, I survived the great molasses flood. Yeah. And all I got was this shitty t-shirt. <laughs> this kid this kid just sits there and like gets through and, and goes and somehow makes it out of this molasses flood. And there's a street band and all of a sudden you hear... And Wipeout just starts playing out of nowhere. <laughs> like, this has been jackass. <laughs> Yeah, the kid like whips around to a camera that's not there. My name's Johnny Knoxville. This is Jackass. <laughs> oh my god! Can you, but so like this kid, I don't know how long his lifespan was, right? But not that long. It's the nineteen nineteen and nineteen nineteen. You know, uh, he's lucky to have gone past the the influenza pandemic. Can you imagine he gets past the pandemic, right? And he was taken out by molasses, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this 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 kid looks at the wave and goes, "Oh shit, not again!" He's like, "I didn't survive the flu to be taken out by a dessert," <laughs> but he. Not even a dessert. Something that they use to make alcohol. That's true. Um, and gingerbread cookies. 
and gingerbread cookies but also imagine him having grandkids too and he's just like i remember when i was your age i got picked up by a molasses wave and they're like all right grandpa like calm down like that like that new meme that just came out oh yeah with the old woman walking like okay grandma let's get you to bed it's (laughs) like this this kid is just like when i was your age I rode a wave of molasses, and it's like, okay, Grandpa, Grandpa. Uh, let's get you to bed, okay? <laughs> He's like, sometimes on I just a hot summer like... day, I still smell it. <laughs> okay, but that's the craziest thing about this story, is that, like, according to, you know, local historians, for years after the event took place, if it was a hot day in the north end of Boston, you could still smell. Oh, yeah. I remember my parents saying the same thing. My dad would like take us into the city. He'd be like, oh, yeah, the great molasses flood. You know, sometimes when I was a kid, I could still smell it. And I was like, really? But you could. Okay, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. (laughs) Yeah, see, like, it's that that's the the funny thing where it's like, you you know, you walk into a town, you're like, you can smell the bakeries. You can smell the whatever. You can like anything, and then you go to Boston. And you're like, it's gross. And then you go to Boston, it's and it's like, I can smell that one time where that hunt, like a bunch of people died due to molasses. You can smell our man-made disaster. <laughs> you can smell the death in the air. You can... A little bit of sweetness. <laughs> Wait, twenty-one people. Let me redo that because that was wrong. It's really. Facto, you can smell the death in the air with that fucking molasses yeah, stench go. if you go all the way to the north end. Yeah, that's better. That's a lot, that's better. lot better. That to me, that to me is ridiculous. Um, ridiculous or accurate? Fucking ridiculous. Well, also fucking accurate. Both, both at the same time, I'd think. But <laughs> yeah, that was my story. No, that... It's really, it really is an unfortunate circumstance. But like, like I said. It's it's got its good. Oh, I I think all three of these stories have been really good, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. And I hope that you join us next time where we talk about more ridiculous stuff. And yeah, because this took a lot of different routes, but stay tuned next time. You know, you know what, all of you, what the fuck, history. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.